I don't know why I sung then. That was a really rude... We don't know what we're doing. That was a rude thing to do. Like, (laughs) our people that listen to this don't... They didn't come here to hear me sing. And you don't... You're not like... I don't think I've ever heard you sing at me. No. So... I don't know why I did that. I'm sorry to everyone. tea that you're drinking. Mm. It's gotten to your brain. Mm. A zesty brew. The best thing I've found in, like, the last... Month <laughs> is this meme about chamomile tea, and it references it as hot hay water, and I'm just it like, is. there's nothing more accurate. You know what I want to world. use that for? This is really gross. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't tell this. Anyway, I will. Because what am I if I'm not an oversharer? Yes. So I went into the Big Brother house. Oh my god! What I've always wanted to go into the Big Brother as house media. So they used to do this thing where they'd do a like a run through yeah. with journo's and like <gasps> competition winners. I'm so jealous. It's actually a really clever like way to do it, and they make you do all these challenges, and it's clever because you get to experience it, and yeah. then they get to just like they're filming everything. Producers doing things like they just do a run through, and I just got my I just changed my nose ring yeah from a stud to a ring, mm. and then I went in the infamous Big Brother spa and it got infected. Wow. (laughs) What a a story. (laughs) I read online that chamomile tea bags calm it down and heal it and it worked. Oh, my God. There you go. There's a magical old wives. Magical trick. Trick. And Josie learned it in the Big Brother spa. Yes. Many lessons were learned in the tepid waters (laughs) of the Big Brother spa. Um, I have a chamomile tea story too. Mm-hmm. A person that I know that will not be named for oh. legal reasons oh. rolls their joints using chamomile tea. <gasps> oh, and I—that's quite hippy. I may have one time in my life once what you had did a, not smoke a joint a little bit of Gasp. of this joint made with chamomile I'm tea. I'm shocked. I'm shocked, and it was good. You're under arrest. <laughs> I'm under arrest. <laughs> I am. It was good. It was good. The hay. It's got a good vibe. It's like, well, it just it kind of is like chamomile-y. Right. It's weird. Anyway, it was like the tiniest amount. You can't fire me. I cannot wait to stop recording so you can tell me who this oh, person yeah. is. Oh, yeah. I will tell you, obviously, Do but I I'm not going him? to tell them. Yeah, but I'm not going to tell them <laughs> on to like project it out into the universe <laughs> on the podcast. Imagine if like one day this like blows up and then that name is just like out there in like yeah. the entire world. Not good. Anyway, yeah, so somebody that I knew. Um, Josie, mm. I have such a spicy little little zesty morsel for you today. Uh, what are you going to be telling me about? Um, when I stop saying things like zesty morsel, I will tell Please you. Please never stop saying things like <laughs> zesty morsel. It's what makes you you. A little spicy little number. Um, it is the whaling at Wilga Waterhole. Um, I didn't even know anything about this mystery until we started researching four mysteries for this show. Yes, yeah. So many came out of the woodwork. I know. And just stuff like, stuff that I'd never heard of, like things like that Pilliger Princess. Yeah. Never heard of it. Frederick Valentich for me. Never, I'd never heard of it. Never heard of it. Until I started this podcast. So uh, so this is a, a little wild card, I suppose, but it's a fun one. Right. I'm excited, um, but scared because the word whaling. Yes. I'm not into it. Oh, who is? It's... It's not, it doesn't have good connotations. It's scary. Yeah. It's super scary. I think there's going to be times you're scared. Uh, but I'm easily scared, you know this. Yeah, I know, I know. And, and you don't like us doing the ghost ones, but we're here. We're doing ghost ones now. They're yes. just part of it. Yeah. Except the supernatural. You watch Supernatural. I know. This is what is so insane to me is that you get so scared. Yeah. But you love that show and I literally can't even go near it. I'm so scared of it. 
Yeah, that doesn't make sense. No. There's only one episode I couldn't watch, which was a haunted ex asylum, like oh, former yeah. insane mm-hmm. asylum. Oh my god, it was so scary. Maybe it's because your maybe your imagination is better than TV. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't scare me because it's kind of silly and the guys are so hot. Like, that's why I watch it, to be honest. <laughs> hot guys. Hot Solving brothers. Supernatural cases. Like fighting demons. Yes, please. Yeah, fight those demons. They fight their metaphorical demons as well, Mel. <laughs> <laughs> With their shirts off. Oh, yeah. Um, so... I'm just going to jump straight into it because I think everyone knows about the group now. If you don't, Pedestrian yeah. TV, All Aussie Mystery Hour, come chat to us. Facebook group. Yep, Facebook group. That's what she means. Not just any group. Not a girl group. Not a weird. Not a girl band. We don't just hang out <laughs> in the street sometimes. Not our friendship group. <laughs> Not our friendship group. But we do consider ourselves yes. your friends. Yes. If you join the group they are and our don't friends. be our troll. Yeah. If you're mean, you're immediately our enemy. Yep. But if you're nice... And we'll remove you from said group. <laughs> we will. And you'll never get back in again. Speaking of mean, go to iTunes, leave us a nice review. Oh, yeah. Like the opposite of mean. Yeah. Make it nice. Five stars. Five stars only. Yeah. Tell your friends. Tell everyone. Yes. Tell tell everyone. Tell your mum. Do you know what we are doing now? Like, Josie, how many <laughs> horrific people? stories have we got? Like, Josie told me literally this morning <laughs> that she was at a wedding and mm. she forced somebody mm. to subscribe like literally watched them watched, subscribe to the to the podcast over like, their shoulder. Yeah, here we go. Just just press subscribe there. <laughs> Actually, the other day, I did it to someone, but I pressed subscribe. Like I didn't even give her the option. I'm like, yeah, you just type in all of the mystery hour, and I typed it for her. She's like, yeah, I know how to use my phone. And then it came up. I'm like, I'll just go ahead and hit subscribe there. She's like, you sneaky bitch. <laughs> I feel like we're like door-to-door knife salesmen yes, or something. that's what we or are. Like my, one of my cousins is into that doTERRA stuff. You know, that like, mm. it's like essential oils. I actually oils. don't know anything about it because it sounds like something I'd be into, to be I honest. I think I want to get into it. But it is definitely 100% like one of those salesperson-y things where you get obsessed yeah. with it and it's kind of like <laughs> a cult and then you like force everyone else into it. Yes. That's what we are. Yeah. But you don't have to pay any money. No, you don't. Except for your, like, maybe roaming fees. The data on you, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like, if you're overseas and you just have to get your fix of our podcast. Yeah. But, like, also but we're not just download it before you, you go. Like, <laughs> yeah. don't be an idiot. Yeah. I love how we're like, we'll just make this really quick. I know. Now we've waffled on. <laughs> Basically, the crux of this is <laughs> love us <laughs> on several forms of media <laughs> and tell everybody that you know to listen to the podcast. That's an order. That's an order. That's an order. We're not. We're not scary at all. <laughs> we love you. We can't, we can't <laughs> we're so peace. friendly and warm and welcoming. <laughs> <laughs> it's not at all terrifying to listen to this podcast. No. Um, cool. Wailing at Will Oh, I forgot why we were here. Yeah. yeah okay. Same. I thought we were just here Sipping to make people tea. like us, <laughs> demanding that people love me. <laughs> <laughs> like more and more, these episodes are becoming like just like. 90% is just us begging people the for begging. approval and the rest is like a <laughs> tiny mystery. <laughs> no, oh, it's shit. not. It's only seven and a half minutes of begging. Great. I think that's, that's pretty good. That's a record. Good. That's good. Maybe. Anyway, whaling at, I'm going to start again. Whaling at Wilgo yeah, Waterhole. Whaling at Wilgo This, this great Waterhole. mystery. Mm-hmm. So let's get our bearings in Australia. Oh, I love geographical Mel. Do you? Because yeah. I fucking hate ge- – <laughs> how much do I hate geography? So much. So much. Um, so where Wilga Waterhole is 100 kilometres south of Longreach in central Queensland. So it's sort of like when I looked it onto the map, 
when I looked it onto the map. When I looked at it onto the map. The- wow. When I looked at it on the map. Jesus Christ almighty. Um, it's like above the, above the New South it. Wales state line, obviously. <laughs> like Geographical mouth. This makes no sense. I have no sense of where I am right okay. now. I'm going to help you a bit. I'm lost somewhere. Top in the of New fucking... South Wales, that line. Yep. You know yep. the line? Yep. Above that, but not heaps far above it. <laughs> <laughs> in the middle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of in the middle. Yep. Mm-hmm. Not really near anything. So we're not on the coast, but no. we're not on the border of Northern Territory. We're not at the top. Just central. Just there. Yeah. It's there. Got it. That's where Longreach is. And then it's not even near Longreach. Oh. It's 100 kilometres <laughs> south near a town called Isersford. Never heard of it. Yeah. Well, no one has. No one has. Anyway, it's a small waterhole. You can't find it on maps. I found oh. a picture of it. It literally just looks like a fucking bog. It looks like <laughs> when there's rain mm. and then the rain makes a little bog and then it goes stagnant and mosquitoes get in it. That's gross. Just fuck off with this even being a place, you know, yeah. like calm it yeah. immediately. <laughs> You're not real. It's not a landmark. You are a stagnant puddle. It's an accident. <laughs> and I don't want to hear from you ever again. <laughs> I want you to go sit in the corner, we'll go waterhole and think about what you're doing <laughs> and what you're calling yourself. Just consider your life choices, you Aww. know. Just consider it. It's not its fault. I'm not being mean to Wilga Waterhole. I'm just saying it needs to consider whether it can call itself a mm. waterhole. You know? I guess like in that neck of the woods there's nothing really going on. So they're like <laughs> <Such a> <laughs> they're like, oh this will do, we'll make this a landmark. There's just like nothing happening there. So you know we'll it's make very up a barren and they're like, yeah. oh this can be a thing. This puddle of water can be a waterhole. Yeah. Well yeah, so that's that's what Sorry it is. to everyone in central Southern we love you. We love you. We don't know where you are, but we love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I because re- I really wanted to go on my road trip, mm-hmm. um, but I don't think I'm going to be able to unless I just start driving around the middle of a very large space of land and just hope that I see. Please this don't do that. Um, there's mixed reports on the first kind of speaking of this whaling at Wilga Waterhole, but the mm-hmm. first report is from 1941 in the Sunday Mail. Mm-hmm. The author went only by Beachcomber, which is like, if you're going to give yourself a fake name, do better. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Like, give yourself, like, the dark... Mr. X. Reporter X-Man, you know? Or like yeah, X-Man. The creepy magician man. I don't know. The like spook. something. Oh, no, there's already no. a spook. Oh, Whoa. <laughs> wow. Forget I said that. Dark. Um so the article tells the story of a couple who were employed at Ruthven Station, which I'm assuming is what the waterhole is part of. Right. I mean, yes, it is, is what I'm saying. <laughs> you, you didn't assume it? It is. It is. Um, they built a small hut near the waterhole. Mm-hmm. He was a station hand and she tended to the hut, but she wasn't. She tended to the hut? How well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, I made that up, actually. <laughs> Five minutes of her day. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little sweep and we're done. <laughs> but um, um, I actually made that up, Josie. I don't know what she did, oh my God, but she wasn't lying. lying. I know. This Look, is what Mel what does. Do she makes things up. What do you? I we've. I feel like by this point we've established that you come in here with the well-researched, boring encyclopedia. It's not boring. You just actually, you know, you work hard at it, Josie. You you want to do a good job, and here I am, the pile of shit. And we just hope <laughs> that it 
forms itself into something. It's like wrapping shit in tinfoil and calling it a present, which isn't the term. <laughs> <laughs> that's not that's not even the what is that thing? I've never got um, this right. You can You can polish a turd. But you can roll it in glitter. You can roll it in glitter. And I always think it's wrapped in tinfoil and <laughs> every time I say that people are like, I don't what are you talking about? Anyway, the point is here's my here's my okay. tinfoil turd. She tended we'll to the hut. Go. He worked on the cattle station. I'm assuming she they worked lived on near the, the Wilga yes, waterhole. They made a hut there, and I'm assuming she tended to the hut because do, she doesn't have a job. Okay, right. Mm-hmm. But this is a quote from the Sunday Mail article. She was a strong-minded woman, previously without hysterical tendencies. Lol, they used to use hysterical. That was my side note, not in the story. <laughs> a, un, no, sorry, accustomed to loneliness, having been hmm. in the bush all her life. So she wasn't like. This meek and mild city girl that's just moved to the bush. Like she, she knows what the fuck's going on. She's made of tough stuff. She is some hard yakka bullshit, you know? Yep. Fucking um, true blue Aussie. Fucking true blue Aussie gung-ho <laughs> hard yakka Sheila. Fair dinkum. Fair dinkum Sheila. Mm-hmm. Um, so one night he comes home late and he found her really distraught and she said she'd heard shrieks coming from the waterhole. Oh, my God. He dismissed it as the screams of a bird, which I kind of get. Like, yeah, they you're in the middle sound of the horrific bush. sometimes as well. They do. Birds are fucked. There's a little tidbit <laughs> for you guys. Birds are fucked. Especially Australian ones. Fact. Squawking outside the window. Yeah. Um, but then it happened again a few days later, and she said it was even worse. And she must have been so distraught because he actually decided they would leave the hut. And she and did not have hysterical tendencies well, usually. I know. Hysterical, because women, hysteria. We're, I'm We're, hysterical. I, I'm always hysterical. I am. I actually am. Actually, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean <laughs> it. Do you know what? Because, like, hysteria is obviously such a bad word. You don't yeah. use it about women because it's, like, his, his yes. direct, hysteria is, like, the term for the uterus or something. I don't know. Whatever the thing is, it's, like, women are crazy because they yeah. have vaginas, yes. you know? And, um, but, like, actually I am. I'm so, so. crazy because <laughs> of my hormones and my uterus. Yeah, like, actually, I'm owning true. it. Not for every woman, but for Josie and Mel, yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yes. So that's the point. Yeah, I think that was probably what happened is that she wasn't the kind yeah, of woman. Yeah, she was to like, mate, out. I'm not fucking around. I, I heard something. Let's get the fuck out of here. Do you think her name was Gladys? I do. Yeah, or, Ag- or Agnes. Ooh, Agnes is a good one. Yeah. It's like a nice, tough bush name. Yeah. Agnes. Anyway. Getting back to the point, so he mm. he not only did they leave the hut, but then he then warned his colleagues, which uh-huh. I think says that it was yeah. probably pretty serious. They were actually skeptical, but they camped there for the night to see what the fuss was about. But after falling asleep, they were woken by wailing, and they said the screams got louder as they went on. Now, then in 1947, the Sydney Morning Herald ran a story written by Bill Beatty, which is just such a great journalist name. Amazing. Bill Beatty from the Sydney Morning Herald. You what know. do you think Bill Beatty looked like? Oh, absolutely had one of those moustaches with yes. little hook ends, yes. right? Yes. And yep. he waxed them. And he had a ruddy face. Yeah. Because he drank too much. Yes. And smoked too much at his yes. typewriter. Yes, which looked out to a moonless sky. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where I've gone here, but anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if this is the same... Shearers, I'm assuming it is because this is the story of two shearers who heard noises in the 1890s, which would match up with the timelines. So I'm assuming this is from the same shearers, but it could be other shearers. We Mm. don't know. And Mm -hmm. you know why we don't know? Because I don't do my research properly. (laughs) So here's the quotes. You're going to get scared. Oh, no. The fire had nearly died down. The men began to yawn and there was an uncanny stillness. Suddenly there came a soft, distant wailing that grew rapidly nearer and louder. 
To the astonished men, the cries appeared to be in different keys, devilish, unearthly shrieking, such as no human voices has ever, have ever uttered. One thing was certain, the screaming, now ringing in their ears at deafening pitch, was coming from the waterhole. The shearers thought their eardrums would burst, oh. but they were too terrified to move. Then, to their fervent relief, the shrieking diminished in volume until it was merely a weird wailing. Moments later, it ceased utterly, and once more the bush was deathly silent. Throughout it all, not a ripple or movement marked the surface of the lagoon from whence the noises had emanated. Oh, my God. Isn't that scary? So they came from the water? From the water hole. Right. So the vicinity of the water hole. that area. Right. Ugh. That's Um, awful. I know. And then another story that I saw on quite a few websites but had no references mm-hmm. was that one of the last to live there was James Scoothorpe, the overseer of the shearing sheds at Ruthven Station and his family. So I'm not sure if – I'm assuming this isn't the man and his wife because there's a daughter involved. And it says that one of Scoothorpe's daughters became a school teacher and recalled in her old age that her mother and an elder sister had heard the ghost and strange cooees coming from the empty bush. So for anyone who is an Aussie – Slashes and up on their Aussieisms. A cooey <laughs> is this noise that we make mm-hmm. in the bush. I'm assuming it came from like people that actually had to like hunt around in the bush and figure out where the other person was. But mm-hmm. these days we just go to things and just go cooey. Yeah, that's the noise. <laughs> and then it echoes. Beautiful. And it's fun. Yeah, I did it once at the um, Grand Canyon. Oh wow! Me and my sister just got really into it, and then we did it too many times, and people got annoyed. People so like, fuck off, Aussies. Very Mason thing to do. Um. Anyway. So we're going to jump into theories now. That's basically the story oh, that we have of Wilco okay. Waterhole is that's all we know. How many other people, were there other reports of no. this noise? Okay. Not that I'd seen. There, like, there were, but it, like those were the big ones with quotes from people in articles. Mm-hmm. But there were every article that I'd read, and I read like quite a few of these like old articles that were actually on the internet, which was great. And I'll try and put that 1945 one by Bill Beatty. Beatty, because that's a really good one, mm-hmm. into um, the group The group. this is up, because it's a good one to read. Um, and it's really cool because, like, the State Library, tra- like, not translates it, but takes the text and, like, puts it in so you don't have to read the tiny little oh, weird print. Yeah, it's good. cool. But um, it, they all say, like, you know, heaps of reports in the area from right. that time. And it all kind of, all the articles kind of centre around the 40s. Okay. But um, what about the 1800s? Well, those at that 1800s one is like the first reported. Oh, okay. But as in the reports in terms of like store articles on it are from the 40s. Right. But they like got all the way to the Sydney Morning Herald. So, mm-hmm. yeah. National news. Yeah. So, here there's quite a few theories. The first one is the ghost of a swagman. Mm. So, according to the World News from the 4th of August 1945, Quote, one of the most popular stories is that the ghost is that of a swagman who went insane after drinking some of the local snake juice <laughs> and cut his throat beneath a tree on the bank of the Wilga Hole. Mm. Uh, a similar story is that the spirit of a swagman that died of thirst by the water hole um, and he's responsible for the nightly screams. So either or, it's that this swagman either went, went crazy demon either from thirst or from snake juice. What's snake juice? Like well, alcohol? I don't think I don't think it's necessarily straight alcohol because there's the local snake juice. So I'm assuming maybe it's like moonshine. Yeah, right. Or something. But yeah. Uh, the second theory is a young boy. Mm. So an article in the Sunday Mail from the 16th of March 1941 is a letter from... 
T. Gill, who wrote, quote, One story frequently told was that a young boy employed by a teamster many years ago was sent to bring in the horses and he did not return. Although search searches oh, although searched for, he was never found alive. Some considerable time afterwards his body, mangled by wild pigs, was found at the waterhole. It is said that the screams heard are his screams for help. Mm. And then AussieGhosts.com. Lol, guys. <laughs> is this your website? <laughs> yeah, just just my website. Um, no, it's not my website. AussieGhosts.com said I had another story of a young boy, which I'm assuming correlates. It's the same story. Um, said that all that was ever found of him was one leg. Oh. Um, so this theory bodies. is that the ghost haunts the waterhole looking for its missing limb. Oh. Heavy, right? That That's a so sad gross. story, though, because it's like I don't really like the idea of a little boy. Being mangled, mangled by, by wild, wild pigs. pigs. Wild pigs are fucking insane in the outback, by the way. Yeah, remember that movie? Uh-huh. The horror movie. Are you with thinking the... of the Thornbirds? No, it was a horror movie with a pig. Oh, what? Like a big pig. What the fuck? Not Babe. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a horror movie. Not a pleasant children's okay. movie. I don't know what that one is. I'm thinking of the Thornbirds, which is a um Aussie classic. Thank you very much. Colleen McCullough. <laughs> Thank you very much. I love it. The book is great, but in that, the one of the characters, I don't want to say who it is because that'll ruin the book, which is great and you should all go read it. Yeah. One of the characters has an encounter with a wild pig and it's very gruesome. So, yeah, they're, they're quite hectic. I'm thinking of Razorback. Oh, I've never seen that. It's an 80s movie, horror movie. I'm looking it up now because I forgot the name of it. And it's about... Uh, Man in the outback who gets attacked by a massive razorback boar because they're huge. They're not oh, like razorback boar. They're okay. not like tiny little piglets. Yeah. They're like insanely scary. And also, pigs eat dead bodies. So yeah. that would explain why only his leg was found. Pigs are fucked. Pigs, crazy. Hate them. Hate birds, hate pigs. <laughs> um, the next theory is fun a bunyip. Mm. So I actually learned a lot about bunyips. Oh, my this. God. I love I just, this. I know. And I always thought bunyips were the same as, like, yowies and they were all kind of just this mythical creature, but they're actually quite different. Mm-hmm. So I really went deep on the bunyips, Tracy. Okay. Um, so the theory of the bunyip also comes from that City Morning Herald story. And one of the quote is, Many years ago when the extraordinary screams and cries that occur at night in this waterhole of the Baku River, so the waterhole is near the Baku River, were first heard by a party of bushmen. The story arose that they were made by a bunyip. So that's where the theory that it mm-hmm. the bunyip comes from. So a bunyip's a mythical creature. It's from Aboriginal mythology. And they're said to lurk in swamps, billabongs, creeks, riverbeds, and waterholes. Waterholes. Yeah. It translates to devil or devil spirit, which is interesting when we go back to Patanella. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, obviously, like, there's a lot of different, as we discussed last time, there's a lot of different Aboriginal languages. So many. Um, and this is thousands. like, I think this is like a loose translation. Like bunyip, I'm assuming is kind of like one of those words that kind of transcends like it, you know, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. What do you mean? Like as in potentially the word bunyip oh, it was is like universal a to, noun. To those people. Well, like a koala is a koala in English, <laughs> but it's also, you would still call it koala if you were... 
Japanese, right? Right. Do you know what I mean? Yep, I know what you mean. Like it's the name of something. Yep. Potentially. But it also might not be. We don't know. As per usual, I'm fucking things up. Um, (laughs) uh, So the common features of a bunyip um, from 19th century newspaper accounts, so across like a whole bunch, are said to include a dog-like face, Mm. a crocodile-like head, dark fur, a horse-like tail, flippers, and walrus-like tusks or horns, or a duck bill. So it's kind of got this weird, like all the reports are kind of different. So there's mm. not like one definitive, this is what a bunyip looks like report. Yeah. But it's kind of got this sort of weird hybrid of land and water, mm. so land and sea. So it's kind of like features that would make it be able to swim and potentially live underwater, but then yeah. it's also like a bit of an animal. And, and it a can bit of walk a on the land. It's a nice little hybrid guy, you know? Uh, the first use of the word was in 1845, like in a paper, not just generally in Australia. Mm-hmm. And the Geelong, it was from the Geelong Advertiser. Geelong. 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 Have I been saying Geelong my whole <laughs> life? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, Geelong, Geelong. ruined everything That's in my brain. quite a well-known place. I've said Geelong forever. Really? This, is, this would be like me call, saying... Sydney, or like, or like Sydney, Sydney. Yeah, this would be like me saying Sydney. Yeah, and then Geelong, not knowing. Okay, Geelong advertiser. Mm-hmm. There was a discovery of fossils, and here's the quote: "On the bone being shown to an intelligent black." Oh, yeah. Sorry. I mean, this is like the Geelong advertiser in 1945. Mm-hmm. He at once recognised it as belonging to the bunyip, which he declared he had seen. On being requested to make a drawing of it, he did so without hesitation. Wow, so he'd seen a bunyip. Yeah, so this, the bones were shown to a this local intelligent man. Indigenous yeah, man. This intelligent Indigenous man mm-hmm. in 2018. Fucking hell, Geelong advertiser. Get your shit together. And then this is another quote. So this is the description of what he drew. Um, the bunyip is represented as uniting the characteristics of a bird and of an alligator. Oh, it has a head resembling an <laughs> With a long bill, at the extremity of which is a transverse projection on each side with serrated edges like the bone of a stingray. No, no one asked for this animal. No one wanted this animal. (laughs) Its body and legs partake of the nature of the alligator. The hind legs are remarkably thick and strong and the forelegs are much longer but still of great strength. The extremities are furnished with long claws, but the blacks, indigenous... Say God. its usual method of killing its prey is by hugging it to death. Oh. How fucked is that? <laughs> when in the water, it swims like a frog, and when on shore, it walks on its hind legs with its head erect, in no which position way. it measures 12 or 13 no feet high. Way. Oh my God. 12 or 13 feet high is like double my height and a bit. Yeah. Okay, I thought this was going to be fun because I think I thought a bunyip was a yowie. No, that's what and I a thought. A yowie is a delightful... A yowie is a cute chocolate man. Yeah. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Literally made of chocolate, not being racist. <laughs> Literally a chocolate man. Little chocolate, like a little fat little chocolate guy, you know? <laughs> oh my God. But you know what I mean? Like you think of the yowie like the chocolate. It's little fat, yes, cute. Yes, the little furry. creature and he's yeah. like pink or blue and he's got a... 
friendly face because he's wrapped in foil and he's made of chocolate. <laughs> yeah, and like he would invite you into his cave and give you a nice snack and you would sleep with its children like on the floor all cuddled up. Yeah, in his fur. Yeah, not like this Not hectic, like this what the fuck. Double the size of a human <laughs> muscular leg <laughs> build demon emu. demon Water man. It's horrible. <laughs> I, I hate, hate it. it. I hate the bunyip. <laughs> I hate the bunyip. <laughs> um, here's a fun story. Mm. In January 1846, a skull was taken by a settler from the banks of the Murrumbidgee River in New South Wales. And everyone just like lost their fucking shit. And they thought that it was like unknown to science. And the squatter said that all the natives to whom it was shown called it a bunyip. So again, mm. like people thought it was a bunyip. And then in... But in 1847, several experts identified it to be the deformed fetal skull of a foal or a calf. But at the same time, Ooh. the skull was put on display at the Australian Museum in oh Sydney for two God. days as a bunyip. Like, literally the museum. <laughs> this would never happen today. No, they would check so many They facts. would fact check the shit out of that. But back in 1847, <laughs> oh, yeah. it was just like, we don't know what that bunyip. is, so it must be a bunyip. And let's let the people roll in <laughs> and miseducate themselves. <laughs> Give me your money. We got a lot of money out of it. Oh, my God. It's been a good time. I wonder what it looked like. I would like to know, and I reckon potentially I could find it in some archives, but I Mm. didn't. But I will for you and for our fellow listeners, (laughs) if I can. Okay. So moving on, that was the bunyip. We've still got a few to go. Can I just say? Yeah. No, continue. What? No. Is this you deciding your theory? Because no, you're not allowed yet. I was just going to make a point. Oh, yeah? That that awful creature definitely sounds like it would make an awful noise. A hundred percent. Oh, yeah. Mm. Anyway. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) The demon man, bird. Demon man, bird, frog, alligator. alligator. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have alligators. Call it a crocodile. Call it a crocodile. Mm, I was thinking that. Immediately. Steve Irwin, may he rest in peace, would fucking hate that. He'd hate that. He'd hate it. Don't do it it to Steve and his family. dare you? Bindi would be fuming, I don't think she's capable of fuming. She's an angel. She's an angel. She's a pure angel. She doesn't have What's the little boy's anger. name? Robert. Robert, maybe. No. He's the dark horse. No. He's also They're perfect. so pure. They're very pure. Too but pure. Yeah. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's the demon <laughs> child. <laughs> maybe out. he's a bunyip in disguise. <laughs> what is going on? Okay, a mad boundary rider. What? New theory. Okay. So in the Longreach Leader in 1942... They presented this theory, quote, a boundary rider there at Wilga Waterhole mm. went mad and after killing his wife and daughter, hid them down a well. And that is his mad cries that are heard. It is a fact that while sheep sleep quietly, graze in the paddock, cattle or horses, if put there, always break the fence and get out. They simply refuse to stay there. It's oh. another theory. Next one is Wilfred the Murdered Shepherd. <laughs> <laughs> so... This guy whose family has been breeding sheep in the in, in the area, like the whole area of Rutherven, Rutherven? Rutherven Station. You're God. asking me. I don't know. I don't know, Josie. You probably <laughs> You've know You've got the me. paper in front of you. Rutherven Station. Mm-hmm. He's been, he'd been breeding sheep there for 40 years. Related the following tale of the origins of the Wilga Waterhole ghost to the Narromine News in October 1934. About 70 years back, a man named Wilfred was shepherding sheep for the late Jimmy Tyson and he lived in a hut on the south side of the waterhole. 
while Wilfred was living there, a mob of wandering blacks, again, indigenous. Uh, Look, it's the 30s and 40s. This is going to happen. I mean, it's bad. We've learned our ways. No one would do this in 2018 and get away with it. Camped alongside the yards where the sheep were kept, and during the night they began molesting the animals, which is super weird to me. That's an aside from Mel. Wait, molesting? Yeah. Sexually molesting? Well. That's gross. um, I think, look, I feel like this is just like some racist bullshit, and they absolutely weren't molesting the animals, but that is the report from (sighs) probably racist man reporting to (laughs) Narrowmind News in 1934. (laughs) Wilfred went across and tried to make them shift camp. A row started. A row? A row. Fuck, how many words am I going to fucking learn today? It's uh, Josie's Vocabulary Hour. Is it the Josie Vocabulary Hour? It's not all Aussie Mystery Hour. No. It's disguised as that, but it's me (laughs) teaching you how to speak. This is all an elaborate (laughs) ruse to teach me (laughs) to speak. Your mum asked me to do it. Gee, long. Anyway, really? A, a row started. A row started. One word brought on another, and Wilfred was oh, murdered. Oh, no. Then he just went out was... to protect the sheep, God damn I it. know. It's definitely not a racist story. No, it's designed not at all. to push the indigenous it's population out of the propaganda. area. Propaganda. Not at whatsoever. All. Absolutely not. Then his body was thrown into the Wilga waterhole, where it was found three days later by some drovers. Um, yeah. So basically that's that's the story of Wilfred. Well, that's... The inverted commas story of Wilfred. That's made up. I don't like it. I hate it. I hate it. Throw but it that, out. We're not at theory time, are we? No, okay. I've got one more for you, which involves some phone... Oh, no. Newsies. Not newsies. What the fuck? Some phone noises. <laughs> newsies. <laughs> I've oh, lost my brain. Lord. So the last theory, and this is mm-hmm. the one skeptics like, mm-hmm. the powerful owl. What? So the powerful, I did a lot of, I did some bird research and you know I fucking hate birds. <laughs> yeah. If one thing you I hate said more that in this podcast. Geography. Right, today. Fucking geospatial bullshit. <laughs> Marie man, I'm looking at you. <laughs> is fucking birds. Yeah. Hate them. I hate birds. Not interesting to me at all. I like, hate whales. You hate, you do hate mm. whales. I hate whales with the passion that you hate birds. Um, Actually, funny story about whales. So, you know, um, Migaloo, the white whale? Hate him. Okay. So same because my, me and my sister, we actually like whales and we wanted to go whale watching, right? And mm-hmm. it was the year that Migaloo like was first. Like they're like, Migaloo's here, the white whale. You can see him off the coast of New South Wales. Mm. And then we were like, we're going to go, we're going to go. And they like had estimates of like when he would like be passing Botany Bay, mm-hmm. which is in Sydney, kind of a really good whale watching spot. And then the estimates were off. He swam too fast. <laughs> he was like, fuck you and guys. Like on like a Facebook page. It might have even been pedestrian before I worked here, but like someone had reported about it. And I literally like wrote, tagged Kate and I was like, fucking Migaloo, you piece of fucking shit. How dare you swim so fast? And then Kate's replying being like, what a fucking little bitch, Migaloo, you little shit. And it was just like us like talking absolute shit yeah, about this trash whale. talking this <laughs> So now every whale. year we trash talk Migaloo. See? That's the fun story. I hate whales. I hate Migaloo. You hate them all. Um, so now I hate birds. I had to look up the powerful owl. Mm. So it lives in eastern and southern eastern Australia. So mm-hmm. right in the area. Makes sense. Because this is, remember, we remember, it's in the middle of Queensland. Yes. But the bottom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're often found in open forests and woodlands, as well as along sheltered gullies and especially along watercourses. So again, oh, would hello. be in the area. Yep. Fucking terrifying bird. If you want to look at a bird that will give you nightmares for the rest of your life, Google the powerful owl. Should I do it? Do it. I dare you to do it because it looks like 
fucking demon spawn 2000, I can tell you that More much. More so than the fucking bunyip? Uh, yes. It's horrible. Powerful owl. Here we go. Actually, I can just show you because it's in my video that I'm going to play through Ooh. the speaker. Do you hate it? Yeah, he's angry, mean looking. <gasps> Here he is holding a, an adorable little marsupial. Oh, great. Murdering it with its fucking claws. Fucking look at him. He's like, bitch, yeah, I caught this Oh, my God, look adorable. at his face. We need to put that in the group. His face is literally look like. Look at that poor innocent little creature. I hate him. I know. He sucks. So I'm going to play you the powerful owl call. Noise. Because oh this God. is what people try to say the Wilga Waterhole ghost is, is just the powerful owl. Okay. So hopefully this is going to work. If not, I'll put the video in the group. Okay. It does sound terrible, but not to the levels of what was described. In what world? It's is just, that screw, wailing that yeah. bursts your eardrums? eardrums. And it sounds kind of like a man. Like, I'd be scared if I was by myself camping and I heard that because it's deeper than an owl noise. It sounds like a man voice. Like when yeah. goats scream like men. Yes, yes. No, I know what you mean. I would be like, oh, my God, what the fuck is that? But I wouldn't be like telling the newspaper that my eardrum nearly exploded <laughs> yeah. because a fucking demon ghost bunyip shearman stockman yeah <laughs> what else did we think it was uh, the little boy the little boy the evil pig bunyip i wouldn't be thinking it was any of those things no i think it was some kind of weird animal which it is yeah and like i feel like let's go back to that report of the like station hand and his wife yeah She's a bush, like yeah. grown up in the bush. She would have heard that a thousand fucking times. Yeah, like there's no she way she probably that's had the first a pet time. powerful owl. Yeah, exactly. She you probably, know, yeah, because she'd put her arm like out kind of like Hedwig yeah. and come and like, and she'd send him on errands. Yeah, that's what Agnes would have had. Agnes, yeah, Gladys Gloria would have. Definitely. I don't like Gloria. It's too tizzy for I, It's for my her. story and I get to call her okay. what I want. Okay. I'll give her Agnes. It's fine. Um, <laughs> so, of all of those bazillion theories, which one do you think it is, Josie? The bunyip. It's got to be the bunyip. Although alligators or crocodiles don't make any noise, do they? No, but the bunyip isn't an alligator. It is but what it wants to be. It's part alligator. It's also it? part bird. Yeah, and birds make horrific sounds. Mm. And with the power of an alligator or crocodile, <laughs> it, it would, can achieve what it wants it to be. You know, it would be loud, you know, it would be like yeah. a bird times a million. Yeah. So I think it's clearly a bunyip case closed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like the idea of a ghost and I, I particularly have an affinity um, to the snake juice swagman. Yeah. Because I feel like the young boy, Cut obviously, this, that story feels most real. I don't like that story. I know, neither do I. But I don't feel like a, a young boy is going to be like wailing at a pitch that like bursts people's eardrums and is like that terrifying. I feel like that's when you would hear like scary child singing. Yeah. Like, where is my leg? Where's you know? my leg? That's what yeah. you would hear. Yeah. <laughs> that is so fucked up. Although that's anyway. so fucking creepy in itself. Imagine. Oh, my God. I you would die. You're just tending to your heart. Your yeah, husband's out of the station. Just doing a five-minute clean job. Is sweeping. <laughs> Suddenly you hear a childlike voice singing, where Don't. is my leg? That's scarier to me than wailing. Same. 
I, don't, I hate I'm so child scared. noises. I'm so scared. Like the hairs on the back of my neck are standing up. Yeah. Why do we go down this road? I don't know. I'm so frightened. Um, but, yeah, I just feel like mm. the it, ghost thing is spicy. Yeah. And that that of all the ghosts, because they've got the Mad Boundary Rider, we've got Wilfred, which is absolutely bullshit. That's We're not even going to go near propaganda, that. propaganda, racist. Racist propaganda. Yep. That is horrible. I hate you, man who spoke to Narrowmind News. Um, but, yeah, like I think of all of them, the swagman um, feels like a good ghost story. But then Bunyips, I do kind of like, I really do believe that Australia has got some really weird animals just hanging out. Yeah. I mean, if you look at our animals, they're fucking weird. They are. Like they look like a weird mishmash of things, like yes. a platypus, for example. Oh, what the fuck is it's that? It's the weirdest looking thing. They're so feel? cute because they're little. Yeah. But if that was 13 feet Oh my god! Big. Don't. Oh my god! A giant. Platypus. You'd be fucking terrified of it. Yes, just like swimming through the water like oh, a croc. Get done. out. Done. Don't want You're that near me. I wanna... love wombats, but they can run fucking fast. They're Imagine scary. if it was the size of a razorback boar, yeah. and it came at you. It could break you in half. It absolutely could. Kangaroos. Have you seen a red kangaroo? They are oh, terrifying. Oh my god! They're terrifying. They are so massive and scary, and they punch people. They do, and they kick people. Yeah. I think they just kick everything they punch. (laughs) They they do boxing. Boxing kangaroos. Yeah, they box each other. Oh, yeah, they do too. Yeah, there's a video of my brother getting boxed by one. Oh, my God. What? Yeah, they just like lash out. Can you please tell us, everyone, about how your brother got boxed? Oh, my God. It's on Funniest Home Videos every single week. Of your brother? No, there's always a kid getting boxed by a kangaroo at those little parts. Like they're little, they're like little. Oh, like the normal. Okay, not a red kangaroo. Not a red kangaroo. But my brother got boxed by one. They just get a bit annoyed and they lash out. Yeah. With their tiny little T Rex arms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they box each other. You know how they have fights? Yeah. With each other in the Yeah, oh yeah. And they sit on their like the back of their tail yeah. and they just like kick at each other. Yeah. They're fucking violent. They are. So yeah, I mean like if yeah. I mean, and this is the thing as well, is that Australia is like hundreds and thousands of years old, tens of thousands, regardless, at least forty thousand years. I remember that number being thrown around somewhere, right? Like how long have people been here? This is what I mean, yeah. Like as yeah, in, right. Like the indigenous people of Australia mm. were here for tens oh, of thousands of years more. And they've seen some shit. They've seen some fucking shit. And like I am inclined to believe mm. when some like multiple reports say that people speak to indigenous people who are like, yeah, that's a bunyip. Yeah, I agree. Because I believe them. we don't know shit. And like we've said in previous episodes, yeah, there's Sydney, Brisbane, Melbourne. Then there's this huge expanse mm-hmm. where things can live and no one would know because Literally it's so no remote know. and not like there's hardly any people there. Harold Holt is there. Harold Holt said, no, I'm not going to say well, it. Let's not start. We're going to go down the track <laughs> of every Valentich. person that we've decided is there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I think we can both kind of say that we're probably both on the bunyip side. I'm yeah. leaning a little towards the ghost of the swagman. Mm, the one but that cut his own throat. Like it's fun. It's so scary. It's scary. Like I, I don't I, like I noises. Like to be in the heart. Oh god! You know what I was even thinking of Agnes Gladys Gloria. Yeah. Like every day tending to the hut by herself on that big property. Yeah. Like that's scary to me. That's so common though. Even now, like I was. Um, you feel so vulnerable. I went when I went to Broken Hill. Mm. I went to the uh, what's it called. Flying Doctor 
it's like the museum for the flying doctors because oh, yes. it's their base out there. Yep. And they talk about the school of the air as well, mm-hmm. which is the basically the fly-in, fly-out. It used to be fly-in, fly-out school. Now it's like done by the internet, obviously, yep. for kids on remote properties. And these properties are like tens of thousands oh. of square kilometres or whatever. Like they're huge. Like mm. WA, Western Australia, sorry, and Northern Territory have these huge properties that like would – You'd ha- it would take you a day, like 24 hours to drive across kind of oh vibe, you know, like yeah. basically your house Huge. is there yeah. and there's nothing around you for mm. ages. So there are women, like like women, men, children that like are on these properties, just like no one's around. That's so scary to I me. I do it. Like my hat, take my hat off to these people that do it, but I would freak <sighs> out. Scary. I know. So it's like quite common, but yes, I know what you mean. But in saying that, it still would be very scary. Yeah, it's not like I know any of my neighbours, but there's something comforting about safety in numbers. Yes, it's definitely a safety in numbers mm. thing. Mm. But we've said this before about how this is why people freak out about the outback because it's the expanse yes. and the aloneness yes. of it that, as and opposed like the to the unknown actual. of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got definitely got those eerie vibes yeah. and it's probably fine. Probably. I mean, there's more creeps in the city, like we've said. Yeah. But I don't know, yeah, there's just something about it. But it's like that mythical place and it's like what makes mm. Australia unique because we yep. have that big expanse of outback and it's yep. part of our, our identity. And so is the Bunyip. Like we've heard about him since we were kids. Yeah. Or the, you know, it's, he's like our Bigfoot. Yeah, exactly. But we didn't realise he was so scary. I did not. I thought I he was no like idea. zesty like the Yowie. I think we should do an episode of... Aussie, like the Yowie and the Bunyip. Yeah, and, and the Hawkesbury River monster. Yeah. Yeah. Like monster episode. Monster episode. Zesty Fun Times monster episode. Yeah. Well, that's it. That was fascinating. If I hear any creepy noises tonight, I'm not sleeping. It's going to be the Bunyip. I've heard weird noises outside my house. It's 100% a bat. Like bats sound fucking Oh, yeah, they're scary. Weird. They are scary, They make yeah. some awful noises. But I'm not, like, scared because that safety and numbers thing and I'm yeah. inside and I'm pretty sure it's a bat. So yeah. I'm just like – but when it happens, you're like, oh, God. Oh God yeah. It's and a demon outside like, the window. Yeah, and if you were, like, in the middle of the Wilga Waterfall yes, area. I would not be cool with that Yeah, at all. So that's why I'm not going there ever. I'm not going. I'm going to try and go. <gasps> I'll let you know if I succeed, obviously. I wonder why there hasn't been recent reports of noises. Well, this is the thing is I'm – potentially wondering if Wilga Waterhole even exists anymore. Maybe it's gone. Maybe it's... Because the picture that I saw of it looked relatively modern, but it's very small. It was like a small puddle. And you know what? Drought. Yes. I don't know if that's a drought-affected area necessarily, yeah. but like potentially You're the right. droughts of the last, you know, yeah. several decades. Yep. That's very true. chance that it's done so, which would be sad. I wonder yeah. if the ghost still hangs around. Yeah, there. if there's no water mm. to haunt. We'll find out. Oh, God. You're brave. <laughs> well, that's it. All right. Bye. Bye.